episode six of the show. I'm your host, Endgamer, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Uh, Bellis. Howdy. And because there wasn't uh, quite as much excitement in this second week of the contest as in the first, we decided to try to spice things up with some guest hosts. So joining us tonight is Mr. Yo Blazer himself. I've got the Little Mermaid on pause, and I'm ready to go. (laughs) And also a second guest host, uh, for some crazy reason, Kleenex has joined us. Some crazy reason, yeah. Bringing his Raphael-like attitude to (laughs) the show. All right, so second week of the contest. um, Had some excitement. Wasn't quite as crazy as the first. One thing I definitely wanted to touch on was, uh, Ed, if you'll remember from our original show, uh, Remember, we had one user, uh, goes by the name of Dirigible Wagon. He kind of got into us about that whole four-way versus 1v1s, and boy, this is going to be a dull contest, and uh, even went so far as to say, I think there's going to be a perfect bracket this year. Man, I'd hate to be him. (laughs) (laughs) And and he said, boy, that's going to be disappointing. After so many crazy years, we're going to have perfect brackets. It's going to be so dull. As of right now, there is only one perfect bracket, and of course, that's our good friend, Dr. Football. Let's have a hand for Dr. Football. He's amazing. The final perfect bracket on GameFAQs, uh, the only 30-30 left uh, out of, what, a good 26,000 people who tried, and we're only 30 matches in. We're already down to just one. We also had some debate earlier in the week, uh, some people coming in saying, this has been such a predictable contest. So I ran the stats, and girl and Ulti and I and uh, Thierry were looking at it, and this has actually been the least predictable uh, first 25 matches in history, and actually by quite a bit. So, yeah, not looking too bright. Well, uh, that was excluding 2002, right, because you didn't have the information for that? We did not have TRE's information as far as perfect brackets, but my numbers that I ran was just the average prediction percentage for the matches, and it was actually more difficult than even 2002 hmm. for the first 25 wow. matches. So it's probably going to even out a little bit because things haven't been as crazy uh, lately, but still. Just wait till Isaac makes it to round five. Well, then we'll see prediction percentages. <laughs> <laughs> that would really be something. Yes, it would. Yes, it would be something terrible. <laughs> All right, so uh, the big story of the week, besides, of course, from uh, Dr. Football and his great run, has to be that Kefka match. Overall, the gurus really lost faith in Kefka this year. 64% were picking against him, and instead he won with over 60%. It was so crazy, the, the Oracle prediction... We didn't even expect Kefka to get to 47 as a consensus, and so we missed by almost 14%, which is one of the worst scores ever. Yo, what was your best uh, best guess as explanation for that? With this match, Kefka has basically cemented himself as the contest legend. I mean, you got Snake, you got Frog, you've got Kefka. The guy's just insane. I think he just enjoys messing around with the gurus, with the board eighters. I think he was favored to beat Marcus Phoenix in 2007, and he flubbed that one. 2008, I know he had a lot of support to at least make it out of his match, and he flubbed that one. This year, no support at all. 
he comes in looking like a champ, like a world beater. I don't get it. I mean, my prediction was Arthas with 57%. So I'm not going to say like, oh, this wasn't too surprising if you think about it this way. No, it came out of left field, kicked the shit out of me. And I really don't know. I guess some people have been talking about a Dissidia boost. And it's actually, I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's kind of consistent because the Chrono Trigger guys, they weren't in Dissidia and they've been performing pretty poorly. And Cecil and Kefka have been rocking house. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it. Maybe Arthas is just a lot weaker than last year, but I'm not really too sure. It's just a weird, weird match. And I think I'm kind of content with it's Kefka being Kefka. And maybe Claptrap is secretly a powerhouse. And that's how, <laughs> that's how he held him held to 64%. What um, crap trap. <laughs> <laughs> Kleenex, uh, did you have anything more to add on that or, or any kind of possible explanation for us? Um, I, I think that was more just Arthas flopping. I mean, certainly you have to give some credit to Kefka there too because I don't think – well, I mean, obviously no one expected him to pull 60-whatever percent he did. But, um, yeah, I think we just kind of overestimated Arthas based on the past two years because, you know, no one expected Arthas to beat out Diablo in 2007. and I did. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you know, last year he pulled up, you know, that, that big win against Ike. So it, it was a bit of a combination between us having given up on Kefka and uh, thinking Arthas might be worth something. And uh, we just turned out to be wrong. Yeah, we definitely did. Um Ed, what was your guess for that match? I think I, I think I had something similar to, to Yo. I had like Arthas with fifty six, maybe like fifty eight. Um, I really didn't put a lot of faith in Kefka because I mean, like, I kept coming back to that um, basically simple extrapolation where it was like Diablo was a little bit over Kefka, Arthas was a little bit over Diablo, and so I was like, okay, Arthas must be a little bit over Kefka. You know, it makes sense. I never bet on Kefka because he's failed us so many times this year, and yet he decided not to. I, I think, like, the only other characters that can really do that in this contest are Ocelot and Jill. They just kind of, like, decide to overperform and underperform, depending on, like, what they feel like doing at the moment, and Kefka's definitely in that ballpark now. Like, he just sort of shows up to the match, or he doesn't, depending on how he feels like doing, and it's... I, I can't really think of any, like, like apart from what Kleenex said about, you know, Arthas is not being worth that much as we thought, like, or there being, like, as Yo said, a possible Dissidia boost. I don't know. It's just one of those things that will just be curious. I might have to see what other trends develop throughout the contest. Yeah, I was at least a little bit happy with myself in that I've always picked Kefka in the past, and he's always burned me, but then in my crew write-up I said I'm picking against Kefka, but he always burns me, so I bet he could still do it again, but I, you know, didn't have the guts to actually take it but i gave it a chance and it did happen so that was uh that was a lot of fun the the reaction and stats that night was uh definitely one of the best of the year all right uh beyond kefka there were still some other uh fairly surprising fairly interesting matches yo who did you pick as uh your turd of the second week uh we're starting with the mario versus falco match running up to the Charizard match, which is happening right now. Who was your choice, uh, besides the Kefka match, who was your choice for Turd of the Week, Yo? I didn't have to think very hard about Turd. I'm going to give it to Sid Highwind. I expected Sid to, you know, possibly break 45%, and the way he just flopped against Mega Man was really disappointing. So you think it was a pure flop, not just Mega Man uh, being better this year than we gave him credit for? 
I don't see any reason why Mega Man would increase. I mean, he got Mega Man 9, like, between the two four-way contests, and that didn't help him out one bit, it seems. So I don't see why he'd do better because of uh, Capcom versus Tatsunoku. I, I don't see why that would help him at all. And, you know, Sid, he's got the Final Fantasy VII thing going. He's a pretty popular character, or at least what I thought, pretty popular character from that game. He's got the Sid name. He's got the Highwind name. You'd, you'd think he'd, you know, have all the tools to at least break 40%. I had him at... I think 44 or 45, and he just came well short. That was really disappointing. Kleenex, did that one shock you, or, or what did you think about that? Yeah, Sid was my pick, too, there. Um, I didn't have him, you know, beating Mega Man or anything, but I figured he would have done a lot better, especially after Mega Man went and, you know, lost to Weighted Companion Cube last year and hasn't looked so hot in a number of years. And I figured, you know, we're always joking about how a random piece of furniture from Final Fantasy VII would be a mid-carder in these contests, so <laughs> I figured Sid would be able to put up better numbers than that, so I was a little disappointed there. Plus, I'm also a little mad about the bracket placement there, because I think Sid could have done better things had he gotten a more favorable matchup. That's a fair point. Ed, do you think, after Sid's uh, bit of a flop there, is it time... Have we reached the bottom of the barrel for Final Fantasy VII? Should we stop trying to bring in uh, the Barretts and Reds of the world, uh, or do, do you think some of those guys might still have some strength? Well, I think when we do the female villains contest, we're going to need the <laughs> Genova in there. Um, no, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I've never been a big fan of the whole, let's nominate the obscure characters we like just so they can get in the contest. Like, I think if they're going to be... If a character is strong and they'll lead to interesting matches, we should nominate them by all means. And I think, like Kleenex was saying, Sid in a different position really could have been an interesting character. And as it is, it was kind of wasted. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him back in just for the sake of an interesting match. I wouldn't mind seeing like Barrett or Red in either just because they're they're kind of known, they're kind of unknown. And I don't know, I'm all for making the contest interesting. So I, I, don't, I don't think that Variety is not bad, but I don't think it needs to be like mandated either to kind of answer. It's kind of a roundabout way to answer the question, but yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. I mean, if if someone has the potential to be strong or the potential to at least be interesting or a wild card, uh, I'm always for uh, bringing them in, which is why uh, you know I was one of the big guys rallying for Charizard uh, most recently. Well, actually, in 08, I was even pushing for him, and that didn't quite work out. Uh, all right, so we have two votes for Sid for Turret of the Second Week. Uh, Ed, who was your choice there? I actually didn't pick Sid. Um, I Sid was like my second pick. I went with uh, Mr. Hayabusa, actually. Um, just looking at the um, the stats, I don't know. I expected him to break like 65 or uh, what did he do? He did like... Uh, 61, 61, or maybe even like almost, almost I think, 62. I think I had him doing like 70 on because, like, who cares about Crash Bandicoot? Like, honestly, hey, I voted for Crash, all right? <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, it was just it was a really underwhelming performance, I thought. And it, like, some people were really getting up on the um, maybe like Ryu will do really well against Master Chief next round, but I don't know, like. It was really underwhelming to me to see um, 
Ryu, like, Ryu's looked really good in the four-way format. And maybe that was because of good bracket placement. Like, I know he had that Kingdom Hearts match where he was basically, like, putting up better numbers against Riku and Rock. Like, if you put Riku and Roxas together, he put better numbers. Like, he beat them both simultaneously. Yep. And I think that was, like, maybe that was a good bracket placement. I don't know. But he looked really good in the four-ways. And now to have him go back to, like, these kind of piddly numbers is kind of disappointing, I guess. Yeah, that one really surprised me. I I came off as really negative towards Crash in my crew write-up, and that's because I am. And I really, I really would like to see a miss contest uh, coming up. But <laughs> so, somehow I have, I have no idea how he did it. He kind of justified making it back in because, he does that. <laughs> as we mentioned, Hayabusa always has looked good, especially in the first round, and then in the four ways he kind of you know, ran into Snake all the time, who ruined all his, you know, cool, you know, anti-hero kind of votes. His and, uh, yeah, and he he always had that trouble. But, I mean, you shouldn't have any of that trouble with Crash Bandicoot. So, yeah, I was picking, you know, close to 70s as well, and that was a big disappointment. Not quite my turd of the second week. My choice was the very next match, good old Master Chief. Does it again. Somehow, somehow, I, as I said in my write-up, I'm like, you know, by all accounts, this should be a high 60s, low 70s kind of pasting, but Master Chief is going to somehow let us down, so I took him like low 64s, and he still blew me away, barely getting over 60%, and that was in a day match. You know, he should have been his strongest. Spy's picture was okay, but... And I guess, you know, there was apparently a little bit of, of Valve rallying or whatever. Because, of course, very easy to rally against Master Chief. He draws those kind of anti-votes. But, yeah, after that, that big performance from Crash, I thought, okay, it's all over for the second round. Uh, Master Chief easily. And to have it even be debatable again, I was really pleased with. Because, as I've said many times now, Master Chief falling on his face is definitely... One of the highlights for me every season, except for 07. <laughs> 07 was a big disappointment there, but uh, otherwise, I love to see it. And uh, yo, were you were you shocked or were you kind of lowballing him there as well? You know, Chief actually did better than what I thought. <laughs> I gave him 58% in that match. After Ryuhei Abusa screwed up, I said, you know what, Chief is going to match him. Chief is going to go above and beyond the Call of Duty. And I actually had some faith in Spy because if you remember. Uh, Last Halloween, Valve put up Team Fortress 2 on sale for like two bucks, and everybody on the internet bought it. So I've got like 12 copies of Team Fortress 2 now. I bought copies for like three people on the board. So I was expecting these guys spy and heavy and just the game itself to be a lot stronger. And, you know, Master Chief's always going to get anti-voted, and Spy had that awesome picture. So it wasn't really too surprising to me, especially after Hayabusa screwed up, and then you knew Chief was going to try to outdo it. You just <laughs> knew it was going to happen. That's kind of his mantra, yeah. So as a bit of a preview then, are you going on record as picking Heavy for his match coming up in a few days here? No, I've got Roxas. I mean, that that wasn't that hard of a pick for me, especially after Roxas got a starring role in that DS Kingdom Hearts oh, game. Oh, yeah. But, that, yep. yeah but I wouldn't be surprised if Heavy does well. I mean, I don't expect him to be any stronger than Spy, but Spy just put up 40% on Master Chief, so I wouldn't be surprised if Heavy even like hit the mid-40s. Yeah, pretty solid. All right, so let's uh, let's kind of finish up here with our stars of the round. Besides Kefka, we talked about Kefka enough. 
uh, let's start out with Yo again. Who was your big star of the round uh, for the second week of the contest? I wanted to, well, if you're counting tonight's match, and it's obviously Charizard, but I figure he's going to get at least a couple more votes, so I'm not going to go with Charizard. Next one would might be Isaac, but he's dead next round anyway, so it's not going to be Isaac. I'm going to go with Big Boss. And Big Boss didn't overperform too much. We knew he was going to kill Edgeworth, but he did it worse than most people were anticipating. And if you just go back a few years, this was the guy who got 70-30 by Oren. He, he got dismantled. And we thought he was – there was no reason to bring him back. He was fodder. He looked like an old melting-faced man. And you know, now he's got his awesome pictures. People realize that he's the star of Metal Gear Solid 3, and he's he's just destroying people. I mean you could make a good case that Big Boss is like a top 15 character in these things now. It's just his transformation from like five years ago to now is, is awesome. And I, he's one of my favorite characters, so I love it. So I'm going to go with Big Boss as the star. A very fair pick. He overperformed the Oracle expectations by 6%, but it should be noted that, I mean, those Oracle expectations do take into uh, effect how we all saw the picture ahead of time, and seeing him look so good in that match pick, I think most people raised their picks 2-3%, and then yes. even went and blew that away. 6% is pretty huge when you consider that the Oracle average was already really high at 70%, and then he went and got 76 I think that's a great performance. Yeah, definitely impressive. Big uh, Boss or Sid Highwind? Who you got? Oh, I'm good. Uh, that's Big Boss easy. In a route, no question. Yeah, Big Boss would take that. I think I'd agree. And there's even, you know, there's some talk now about, you know, this Mario versus Big Boss match. He's going to get a great pick. This could be the next Mario versus Shadow, where he probably can't actually win, but could definitely uh, make a good show of it. Uh, all right, Kleenex, were you going somewhere differently for your star of the round? Um, yeah, actually, I am, just, just to be different. Um, I'm actually going to say Prinny for my star, just because, I mean, after you know seeing how Laharl performed in the past however many contests he's unfortunately gotten into... <laughs> Seeing pretty pretty put up, you know, almost almost 40% against Ike. I mean, I may be a little higher on Ike than some other people. I, I think he's, uh, I still think he's got some strength behind him. But, I mean, we, we were off on the Oracle there by, by almost five points. So, plus, you know, give him a little plug for the uh, being the guru pick and everything. Yeah, that that was uh, pretty cool how we were expecting a, a blowout there, and we were kind of like, oh, kind of a wasted guru pick. And actually could end up looking quite good in the final stats uh, after that good performance there. Uh, let's see, Ike would have to go on and play Mario. Well, he so, might not look so great. <laughs> yeah, that might, okay, that might kind of sting. But if, if he can hold up well, um, definitely Prinny's going to end up... Uh, but like a I, pretty good I do think there. Prinny probably could have beaten a few people in this bracket. I mean, just like Professor Layton, maybe, or a few of these other foddery characters, Sandal. I mean, I, th I think the protagonist of Rising Stream could be Professor Layton. <laughs> <laughs> like Smurfs RPG that he made like five years ago, <laughs> he could be Professor Layton. Is Rising Stream a video game or some kind of porn movie? What, what is Rising Stream? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like this RPG maker thing Smurf made like five, ten years ago. Um, ten years. I, I don't know. It's, wasn't it, it's pretty old. Wasn't it Rising Steam? 
Isn't that that's, a stream? It, it was supposed it. to be Rising Steam, but he made a typo. Oh <laughs> he made a typo repeatedly? What? Well, he, it, it just kind of stuck after he made the typo the first time, I think. Yeah, Steam makes a lot more sense than Stream. Come yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay, Ed, uh, your choice for the star. I'm going to have to say Charizard. Um I'm thinking, I mean, the match isn't over yet, I mean, in all fairness, but I don't know. I'm one of those people that I stand corrected. I didn't really think, I don't know why I didn't think this, but I didn't think Charizard really amount to much, and he's really defying my expectations a lot. Um, I mean, Duke Nukem apparently isn't all that great, even though he did beat Altair in a four-way, but it's just a matter of looking really good. Like, Pokemon has looked really good this year, and I think it's it's a really... Lost my train of thought. The point is, Charizard is um, is doing really good, and I think he looked really impressive. He's putting up a doubling on Duke Nukem. Not anymore? Not anymore. Well, he nope. was putting up a doubling on Duke Nukem, and close to a doubling at least. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'd be a little worried if I did not have Pokemon doing that well in my bracket, which I don't. So I'm a little worried. And I think that's another good, you know, shot in the arm for the board that our uh, nomination rally tournament winner, uh, you know, our guru guide ended up doing pretty good. And then our NRT guy is putting up a definite show and, and showing us that regardless of, of what uh, happens to Tails and that terrible uh, fading franchise uh, that is Sonic tomorrow, uh, I think we're in for a really good second round matchup there. And, uh, uh, that kind of makes up for Ken. Wasn't he the nomination for oh, the, yeah. the rally there, too? Most the of our other ones got uh, in trouble this so far. I mean, Sid was one of them, right? And he didn't turn out <laughs> so well. And Ken, yeah. Yeah, Ken had a little bit of a problem there. Uh, Revan boys, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now with the Decidia boost, he's doing. Yeah, it's looking pretty scary. Darth Van Cecil Harvey, who you got? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> uh, I'll answer because you're scared. <laughs> scared to commit. All right, my star, I definitely go Charizard. A um, little biased in that, but after this, you know, All American Hero pick came out, it seemed like everyone got really nervous really fast, and I said, no, I'm I'm sticking with it. I think he can get. If not, 60% get close, and he's easily overdoing that. So definitely that'd be my star. If I had to go secondary, I really liked what Zach showed me. And I was doubting him. I was saying, you know, Final Fantasy X has looked so good. Uh, people are underestimating Yuna. And she put up an okay fight, but I thought Zach really validated himself there as Maybe not the next Vincent, but definitely not too far back because Yuna is no pushover and uh, put up nearly 59% on her. Pretty solid showing there. Yo, what do you think about that match? Well, I mean, to sum it up with Zach, just picture it like this. A Final Fantasy VII character with a board vote. <laughs> That's really all you got to think about. The guy is just amazing. Last year when he when he made the contest, I didn't know who he was. I heard the talk about, oh, he's only in Final Fantasy VII for about five minutes. And like Kleenex was saying, I remembered the joke about the random piece of furniture. And I, I didn't really think that was the case. I thought he was going to lose to Wario in round one. And 
you know, I still had him going as far as he did, but I didn't think he was going to be that strong. I just had him going that far because he was up against Fodder and Link. But he just outdid my expectations completely. After that, I actually played through Final Fantasy VII, and I kind of fell in love with the guy. He's probably my favorite character from that game. So I was really happy with his performance, and I kind of kind of expected it. I expected him to win pretty easily because I think he's definitely a, a legit guy. All right. And with that, I think we've pretty much covered the interesting matches. Uh, Kleenex, did you have anything to say about that L block win? Uh, about 64% he put up on HK47 in the end. Um, it was about expected. I think I had L block um, a little bit higher than that, like maybe maybe 65 or so. But um, it's it's about what I expected. I do think L block's going to be interesting to watch though the next couple rounds because he's got another easy matchup next round, and then he'll have if well depending on whether it's Kratos or Charizard, um, another potentially winnable match for him if he starts picking up some steam, and then. You know, if if 2007 happens all over again, he could just roll right through the finals. So I think those those two easy matchups at the start are going to help him out. Ed, do you buy into that the uh, the bandwagon voting? Do you think that could really be enough to make a good run for L Block? I think uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, I know that's what happened in 2007, and I think it definitely happen again. I mean, he's kind of taken a year off in the sense that he's not as fresh in people's minds. Like I think in 2008 the joke was still kind of like fresh and people had kind of moved on, but I think it's been, it's been over a, a year now. It's been over two years now. And I think that um, maybe people will pick it up again, run with it again. And um, I think bandwagon is his biggest um, or momentum rather is his biggest strength. Yeah, we definitely saw it in 07. And then I would argue we saw it twice in 08 with Kirby going on that, kind of crazy tear after getting some favorable matchups and then uh in the end it was of course snake who really went wild in the final days but we've i don't know i think we've yet to see a real bandwagon 1v1 I, you can make a case for frog back in 04 uh you could make a case for starcraft in the games contest in 04 but i don't think it was as clear cut as what we saw in the four ways so yeah, it's still it's still possible, I'd say, but uh, we'll have to see if that ends up happening. Plus, I think it might be easier to bandwagon in a four-way because there's there's more of a vote distribution that way too. Yeah, I definitely think it's harder in one v ones, but I'm not entirely ruling it out. It's easier to see in four ways too because I mean you could be losing to a character in one round and destroying him the next. Like look at L Block and Kratos from two years ago. Yep, that's definitely a factor as well. All right, the last kind of semi-interesting match we didn't go over was Midna uh, against Sora. Ended up uh, holding Sora at a little under 64%. And Ed, was that, uh, would you say that was a flop on Sora's part, or, or was Midna just a little stronger than we gave her credit for? Well, I know um, people were wondering, like looking at the, um, the frog matchup uh, with Bowser, and people were trying to extrapolate that a bit to determine um, Sora versus Bowser. I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say because Twilight Princess is a, a, getting a little old. I don't know if it necessarily has the staying power that um, the other Zeldas have had. So I think Minna, like, I, I was surprised Minna did that well after her flop in 2007 and 2008. And I think, um, I don't know, it's tough to say if it's a, it's a decent performance from Sora or not. I expected Sora to do a little bit better, I think. Um, 
just because, I mean, Sora's put up really good numbers in the past. Kingdom Hearts is definitely a rising franchise, and Midna is kind of from a game that's lost a little bit of its luster. And I, I expected Sora maybe like high 60s, I think I maybe predicted him to be. But I don't know. It's too tough to say. Maybe Minna is actually still a relevant character in people's minds. We'll have to see from later rounds, I guess, to see what happens. Sora kind of strikes me as Square's answer to Master Chief. I talked about that a little bit in my write-up, but he can, um, against a strong opponent, kind of like Master Chief against Chrono, uh, Sora against Mega Man, he can put up a good number, and then he gets someone he should crush, like a Midna or a Gordon Freeman going back a couple years, and he doesn't really put up an impressive performance on them. And I think it's one of those, he's kind of like a a love-hate character, and he gets anti-voted a little bit as well. And that's why I still kind of like Bowser uh, in that matchup coming up. Uh, Yo, where are you leaning on that one? It's, It's getting a lot of talk on the boards these days. Uh, I'm leaning towards Sora. I have him in my bracket. I I don't think his performance was that bad. I mean, I had him pegged at 64% against Midna, so he was right in line with what I was thinking. I just think Midna might be a little bit stronger than some people were giving her credit for because Twilight Princess is a pretty strong game. I mean, it's stronger than a, any Kingdom Heart game, and Midna's actually a pretty liked character from from that series, so I thought Sora's performance was fine. And based on that and based on, like, the awesome contest he had last year, I still think he's the favorite against Bowser, who also looked good, by the way. So not trying to sell Bowser short, but he didn't show me anything that says, okay, he's the favorite against Sora now. I still think Sora's the favorite. Kleenex, uh, are you pretty much in agreement there? Yeah, um, same thought process as uh, Yo there. I, I've got Sora in my bracket, too, and I'm not particularly worried about him losing to Bowser yet. Um, we'll see what happens next round, but... Right now, I, I still think Sora should be the favorite there. All right. Well, I got some more uh, work to do on that upset bandwagon then. I don't seem to have uh, – Ed, <laughs> Ed, do I have you convinced at least? Uh, I, I was back in Bowser from the beginning, but I, oh, I was uh... really um... – I've been really – I mean, it's me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have Bowser making it out of the division um, and then getting mauled by Mario, which is kind of a shame. But I don't know. I mean, it's still tough. To, it's, I think it's too soon to say um, what that match is going to bring. Um, I think, like I was saying, we'll probably have to wait until next round to see how they do with the round two opponents, and maybe we, we can like go into it and see what happens. Yeah, Bowser Kefka, I think, is going to be especially interesting. Yeah. Even if it's not that close, just to give us some idea of where Kefka actually stands, because, boy, it's, uh, as we started out talking about, that is a confusing performance from the get-go, so it'll be good to have uh, some answers on that. All right, uh, any last thoughts, anything about these last couple weeks that we did not cover, Yo, that you wanted to hit on? Uh, not really. I mean, I wanted to bring up the the Zack match, and so I'm glad you did that. Uh, Ryu and Master Chief there, and I would just be a bit worried if I had Kratos over Charizard in my bracket right now, because Charizard's looking pretty good. I would call him a big favorite right now, unless Kratos just mauls tails tomorrow. All right, Kleenex, any clothing, closing thoughts? Um, I think Kratos is going to maul tails tomorrow and should still be the favorite against Charizard. That's, uh, that's my thought process, but no, I, I think we covered everything. All right, and finally, Ed, did you have any uh, parting thoughts for the viewers? Always bet on the Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Except for most of the time. Except for any time. (laughs) 
I don't know. He he was okay in four ways, but yeah, I I think this is this is more true to his strength as I had him pegged from the start. So he beat he beat Iori Yagami. <laughs> that is um powerhouse. That's more than Charizard's done. Beastly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that uh, about wraps th- wraps things up. So we will be back next week. I don't know if it's gonna be. Uh, Wednesday or on the weekend, but uh, watch the boards, search for the show, and we'll be back next week with uh, maybe another guest host or two. Not sure who we'll all have. Maybe we'll just keep growing. Keep growing. Yeah, I like pancakes, baby.
Or no Pokemon. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, it would be okay, as long as we get Charizard back. No Pokemon. <laughs> maybe we'll use some of this as an outro for the show. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll crap out 10 minutes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was wondering if this whole thing was going to get aired. Like, hmm. I, not all of it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and Gamer makes ju judicious use of the edit button. <laughs> Is that a word, judicious? Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, it works. Okay, so I'm coming this up here, and maybe talk to you guys again next week. And this is the show, signing off. Ah.